0: and three, two, right. one, intro. Shh.
1: and welcome to This Xbox Life, episode 314. Oh my gosh, I'm tired. No, I mean, uh, get your pre-orders. This is uh, Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709, coming at you live and leveled with my other two buddies, uh, Mr. Brun.
0: Hello, everybody. Hopefully my audio... (laughs) (laughs) I should be loud in everybody's ears right now. Not so, uh, I, should, <laughs> I should sound normal, hopefully, my normal loud self. Um, but yes, Brun, Swift 33 how's everybody doing tonight?
1: And uh, also with us is Rob, hopefully also equally on, as loud.
2: <laughs> also on the level, we're on all the level. I am a Rob, also known as PreSaur, on Xbox Live. Hello, hello.
1: All right. So um, yeah, this is episode 314, get your pre-orders um that's what I I didn't know what else to say it seems like every story was this is available for pre-order this is available for pre-order this is available for pre-order it's like
2: I think right. you just did the news so we can skip
1: <laughs> we're done all right we're out of oh, here thanks everybody <laughs> oh we do need to make it short because uh, walking dead is back <laughs> tonight <laughs> so, oh, yeah, so I already watched it don't 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 even say a word
0: so I... <laughs> if you guys remember <laughs>
1: brun just got fired <laughs> you ruined you ruined the game by telling that's us it, that Lee was a zombie okay I was,
2: I was, is, is that what he's gonna say about the show he's like Lee and Rick are zombies
0: <laughs> yeah no that's that's not it but I just I couldn't believe what they did. Just, All right. No, so I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Visit us
1: at thisxboxlife.com. And uh, as always, as you guys do an awesome job, please continue to support us by doing your shopping at Amazon.com using our affiliate link, which you can go in the U.S., thisxboxlife.com forward slash Amazon, or go to our website and click the Amazon link there, and it will direct you to our affiliate page that is closest to you based on your region. So if you're in the U.K., it will take you to the Amazon.UK site. And uh, we appreciate all that you guys are doing to support the show. All right. Uh, Before we go into anything, just wanted to give a quick um, brief little let let you know kind of what we're doing. We've heard your complaints of the audio. Please understand it's more annoying to us than it is to you. I know that doesn't sound right because you guys are the ones listening to it. It it is driving us insane um it, we, it's something we've been trying to figure out for a long time we spent a lot of hours this week in this weekend trying to figure things out we tested other systems even we are going to continue to go with what we're doing but we did make some few minor tweaks we've adjusted all some different levels it's just oh. not an easy thing um I know people are saying it should be simple to do it's not a simple thing to do yeah um and let me explain why. Because one week, everything works. The next week, two people are real quiet. And nothing has changed on anybody's end. Because we don't go in and mess with our settings. You know, we're just, it's it's set. That's the way it is. So it's not anything that we're doing or changing. So it's been real hard to nail down.
2: Yeah, because, I mean, we're using Skype. We're using a piece of software to kind of tie everything in together. It's all going to Twitch and YouTube, it's just so many components that if, I guess if any one of those things gets a little wonky, it kind of ruins everything.
1: So what we're going to do is those of you that hopped in right away, you saw us kind of chatting back and forth. So every week we are going to do a pre-test. We're going to start the show. We're going to spend a couple minutes of talking of random stuff, whatever. And uh, Rob and Braun are going to take turns uh, listening to the audio uh, while they're muted. Make sure that everybody sounds clear. Once I get the go-ahead from both those guys, we're good. Then we're going to roll the show from that point on. So you'll get a few minutes of pre-show, if you will. Um, But that's how we're going to try to self-check. But for now, we're going to continue with the same stuff. But our audio right now, according to my other two guys here, uh, we're good to go. And, uh, And
2: you know what? Can we blame the people in the chat if it's bad?
1: I think we came from last week.
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because
1: we—I don't know why everybody said last week we sounded great, and we didn't. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. Um, Someone else on our Facebook (laughs) that was in the chat last week said you guys were great last week, and I'm like, no, we weren't, because I heard the Twitch replay and it was horrible. So I I don't know. I don't know what happened, man. They're
2: reading our lips. That's what it was. They weren't actually
0: listening.
1: So and then they
0: got us yelled. They got us yelled at. You know, we got an email of somebody who was not very happy.
1: (laughs) I hope he comes back. I hope he doesn't drop us. I hope people do come back. But we understand. We understand. I mean, that is unlistenable, and it's happened several times. Um, And some people said, drop the video. And we have talked about doing that because the audio is the number one thing, period. Uh, We're trying to expand the show by doing the video, giving you guys some entertainment. Uh, We want to try to entertain you guys and, and branch the show out in different ways so you know we're gonna try to keep doing this but if we uh you know we've all tested today everything sounds great if we go and make our highlight of this and the audio is all messed up then this will be the last audio (laughs) this will be the last video we ever do um but everything sounds good in the live stream at the moment so we will see where it goes from here um so, anyways, enough of that. I we again we apologize. We know it's been a, a pain, and we've been trying to track it down. Hopefully, the things we did this weekend will finally put things to rest. Uh, we did try, like I said. There's a couple of tweaks we did. We're launching applications in a different order. Uh, maybe that had something to do with it, because uh, it's our the apps that we have to use are very finicky. Um, so. Uh, so far so good we'll see what happens still we can't put no video in I'll tell you that but um, alright so enough of that uh, thank you guys for sticking with us anyways so let's just move on to what you really came to hear about and that's what have we been playing and Rob it looks like you've actually played some video games this week
2: hey come on I'm always playing video games now I mean you're talking about the Rob from two years ago
1: And oh, oh you know okay oh, let me Then, then what's your gamer score
2: <laughs> it is probably at least three or four times what it was last I
1: gotta last look year. this one up because what I think it's uh, like, what it's it? like it's
2: like nine thousand now, whoa, it was at three thousand for a long time.
1: whoa, nine thousand, yeah, yeah, are you serious?
2: right on, my brother,
1: oh man, you're almost into the ten thousand club, I know,, <laughs> and you've had your xbox longer than me, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, that's funny. Hey, I,
2: I bet you can't say that in the last year you've, like, tripled your gamer score.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. right. Wow, jeez. I'd yeah, be, like, 600,000 or something. I'm closing <laughs> in on 200. Uh, <laughs> that'd be
2: crazy. <laughs> but. Anyway, so uh, this week I played uh, some Disney Infinity and more Forza Horizon 2. I... Uh, I've been taking a very slow road, but a boom. On uh, Forza Horizon 2, I've been collecting all of those uh, experience boards and uh, those other boards and doing all of the different, um, what do you call them, the bucket lists. And last week, I don't know if you remember, I was talking about the one, it was numbered bucket list number 13, where you're driving through the forest. Uh, you're driving through the forest trying to get over to the uh, Forza Horizon thing, whatever and you're running that Bowler The Bowler Uh, Bowler, Yeah, the Bowler one (laughs) because there's another one where you're going through the forts as well, I believe it's number 12 and I was just stuck for days on that and I remember when I mentioned that it didn't seem like a big deal to anybody or at least to you, Mark and I think I figured out why all of these that I play, I play without that little line, you know, the green and oh, red arrows.
1: You got to turn that on, dude, for those off-road races and stuff. That's,
2: I finally figured that out. I'm like, you know, I'm because at that point, I'm literally, like, trying to find the best route versus following the arrows. So when I was doing number 12 after, you know, I don't know, probably like 20 attempts at it because – Going through the, I mean, you're, if you're going through the trees. You don't know where to go, and you never go the same way twice. So I finally turned it on, <laughs> and I got down the mountain in like half the time, <laughs> just the first time I did it. So I, I definitely think that that's a a big thing right there. And then uh, I like to leave the lines turned off just so that uh, I get the little extra. I think it. I think the lines take off or the arrows take off about ten percent. Of your uh, bonus, so I, I turned it off afterwards. But I'm going to be using it on those uh, forest ones from uh, from now on. And then uh, played some more Disney Infinity with my son, and uh, I, I'm having I'm having an interesting situation with that. And well, let me explain. So I used Disney Infinity to kind of introduce him into video games, kind of like the big boy games, because he had Disney Infinity for a while in his 3DS, and he's six years old, by the way. Uh, I thought I'd mention that real quick. So he's had Disney Infinity on his 3DS for a while, and if anybody's ever played that on a 3DS, it's really not like the full-blown Disney Infinity that you have on the other consoles, because the 3DS version is just like a little... Uh, very simplified toy box it's like these little mini games it's about it where when you play on the xboxes and playstations and such uh, you have actual missions it's more than just the toy box you have an environment like the city for uh, the incredibles and then there's this whole uh, adventure area also for the pirates and such so we've been playing this for a while and it's gotten to the point of where he wants to play it every day and I understand and I, I definitely understand that but he's having temper tantrums when we don't play and he wants to play it even without me now I know Mark you've you've had kids play your kids play uh, your uh, Xboxes and such did you ever run into that?
1: no <laughs> no? no thankfully not
2: Yeah, and he's like, you know, well, I want to play, you know, I'll play without Daddy. And, you know, he goes to my wife, and then she's like, well, I'm going to set it up without you. And I I see it from the standpoint of, you know, that's my console, first of all. It's for adults. And when I play with him, it's supervised. You know what I'm saying? It's like supervised play. Right. And he's got his 3DS, and I basically said, you know, if you want to play Incredibles or whatever, Infinity, you can play it on your 3DS, but tonight I can't play with you because I was really tired from work. I just wanted to relax. And it became a problem to the point of where I basically said, hey, look, you know, if, if you're going to continue crying, I can't keep the, three, the 360 out. So it actually got to the point, and I even talked to my wife about it, of I got to take it down. And... It's uh I don't know, I'm I'm kinda conflicted. You know, I don't wanna take it down. I don't wanna take away the time that we're gonna have, but if it's gonna create a bad situation at home with temper tantrums and stuff when we're not playing, it's definitely not a good thing. You know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah, I um something I did. Uh, with my wife, or my wife and I decided to do with our youngest son, yeah. he was struggling with uh, we use it as a incentive, actually yeah. all my kids have a 3DS, my youngest one struggles with homework um, and and school's a little harder for him the other two are like brainiacs, you know okay. and uh, he struggles, uh, but he's always kind of fighting with my wife about doing it, and he, he does it really well for me, you know Dad's mm-hmm. like you know, Dad means business. You know, they they seem yeah. to snap to attention when Dad walks in the room, um, but when it's like with Mom, it's like that's oh, a free for all, it's a party. Yeah. So I said, you know, and I was hearing the stuff go on and, and him throwing his temper tantrums. So I went and bought him um, the new Skylanders, not 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 Trap Team, but the Swap the Force. One. Yeah, I bought him Swap Force Skylanders for his 3ds, and I said. You can only play this on school nights after you've completed your homework, and you can't fight with mom about it. You can't fight with dad about uh-huh. it. You have to come home and complete it without arguing, and do all your homework, and then you will get. We'll give you time that night to play, dude. Uh-huh. It's been like every day he comes home, and and if if like my wife's not here, he will come right up to my office. He doesn't care if I'm on a call or (laughs) not. Dad, I got my homework. Can you help me? (laughs) I mean, he wants to do it right then and there. Um, And it's been huge. It's like he's doing it every day. He wants to do his homework now. Um, And he doesn't fight us on the weekends. He knows that it's... Now, he can play his DS other times, but the game he wants to play is, you know, we bought it specifically for homework incentive and it's worked real well oh wow That um, okay. uh, as for the issue you got um, the kids have a Wii and the PS3 downstairs right. um, but they don't ever really play it they mainly just play their DS's uh, the 360's are in my office uh, I've got games that they can play they just you know Sometimes I yeah. just don't, I don't know I think it's cuz they're in my office and they know this is dad's room, they're not allowed to come in here right. um unless I invite them in. Um <laughs> uh, they just uh they kind of I don't think they ask that much. You know, there's a lot they would yeah. but if I did, if I said turned it on and let them play, they'd play all day, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> so
2: and you know, I was thinking for my son where he's got his 3 d s it's available at any time that he wants it, whereas this 360 and Xbox one they're kind of like dad's toys, they're like the really cool <laughs> systems, you know, so right. there's an appeal to them, you know, especially if it's something that he can't play whenever he wants.
1: See, I would say so try to try to turn it around if you can, and let him let him earn his time to play the Disney Infinity on the 360, you know. Yeah. Um, that way, you know, if you guys set up, like, ground rules, say this is what you have to do, you have to do your homework, or you have to do, you know, clean your room, or, you know, whatever. If he's you're if he's struggling with something, say this is how you're going to get this time back because it's like, our kids all know everything is a privilege. It's not a right. right. And uh, I know, Rob, you and I are the same salt there <laughs> brown probably mm-hmm. as well you know it's not and i see that even with my kids it's like there's something about it where my kids they don't they don't get everything i mean they have to earn it they have to you know we raise them that not everything's a give me but there's something about the world today and society that it's like kids think they're, they're entitled to everything you know? Yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, where are you getting this? You know? And it's, it's all these outside influences. So we're, you know, trying to teach them all these different things. It's like, that's not how it works.
0: Yeah. So. And I mean, I, I know we have people that listen that might be younger than 20 and stuff like that. But I, I feel, you know, I'm older than 20, obviously. But I feel like the 20 and under groups feel entitled for everything. Like oh man! Here comes the hate af- mail. Easily offended. Send it to Braun. No, do not want to work for. <laughs> you know, I, I, and I, I'm not. It's not everybody. I'm not going to generalize everybody, but you know, it just seems like what you hear about is everybody's easy. They're all easily offended. They don't. They want everything handed to them. If they feel like they don't get something, it's like it's somebody else's fault. They never wow. want to take credit
1: for. it. There's you people know, our age that fit in that group too, Braun. True. There, there, there true, are there in is. all honesty, but yes, I know yeah. what you're saying, and I agree. There's a lot of people these days. that just, man, they you know, I just
0: never, I never knew what happened. Like, if you wanted, if you wanted something, you work go for work for it. Yeah. You know, I, I just don't know where that mentality went to. Why do it's I just have like, to
1: do the dishes? I'm it's like... just like, <laughs> oh,
0: oh, you mean I have to actually go try to get a job? You mean like there isn't a job with my name on it that I can You know, that is just mine. (laughs) You know, it's like, no. And it's like, well, mom, dad, can you go get me a job? You know, it's like, no, you go out and get yourself a job. I mean, I have an older, my oldest, you know, he's in college. He's going around place to place, going for a second job, you know, not, you know, not replacing his job. He's going for a second job because he wants some things. And it's just like, hey, you know, and he's going out. Yeah. He's going out there and trying to get something. So.
1: All right, but, we need to. We need to. Yep. <laughs> we went way too long <laughs> yeah. on on this, and we're getting way off topic. We're we need to get back it yeah. on video games. So, okay. Um, <laughs> I I yeah, right. sorry. So and I'm Twitch, done. I'm Twitch done. is running. Twitch
0: is running just fine. Right, I have like a delay, like a mat, It's just paused for me. That's just my side, right?
1: It looks good. It's still running for me. I can see it. Okay. Yeah. So, but and I'm seeing comments on People are talking about the entitlements and stuff yeah, I and see responding the, in the chat. So
0: I see the comments. I might have to just refresh my browser, but uh all right. I'll do that while I'm uh Is it my turn?
1: Yeah. Unless hey, okay. you're, you're done, right, Rob?
0: I'm all done. Yeah. All right. We're, we're cutting them off. Wow, on. that was twenty minutes for two games. <laughs> I have four. <laughs> I have four games, so we're gonna be here till midnight. Um
1: so much for the short show.
0: Yeah. So well, I'll keep my chart. Um of course, I played Diablo three. Um, I leveled. I think I'm I'm up to sixty on everything. I've been kind of doing this and that, um, having some fun. Uh, I played uh, Battlefield four today, which was the first time I've played it since the latest patch. Um, feels good, plays well. Um, I like some of the updates, definitely for the medic because I am a medic. Um, yep. I uh, played elite, uh, some Elite Dangerous because beta 2.05 is out. Uh, looks good, plays good. The game's fantastic. Um, they've made it a little bit bigger, they've opened up the universe a little bit more. Um, the last game I played, I played uh, some Destiny. So I'm up to level, I think, 14. I got to get over that 15 hump, you know, but I am playing on, um, my 360 and I've been playing with uh, Nighthawk 70 he's a member of the uh, community and uh, he he was playing with me Saturday and he's he was getting the itch because the day before or two days before he ordered himself an Xbox one yeah so he is he made the leap to the current gen, and uh, <laughs> he was all excited and he used our link <laughs> to, Whoa, to buy even his better. Right Xbox One? Dude, I'm, um, hold on.
1: i got to mark him down as a favorite. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> so, Nighthawk 70. Nighthawk 70. Um, I even told him, I said, hey, you better be snapping that Twitch program, you know, Twitch on your Xbox One and watching the show and taking part tonight. Um, but um, he uh, he moved up to that. So, he actually, you know, he bought Destiny on the 360, so he gets it on the Xbox One for free. And his, you know, your stuff goes up and transfers but he actually verified it transfers back and forth. So he can play on the Xbox One, and then if I want to play, because I'm still on the 360, um, he can actually jump on his 360 and not lose anything. He gets all the stuff that he gained on the Xbox One will be on the 360. Anything on the 360 will be on the Xbox One. He said it transfers back and forth, which is pretty cool.
1: Nice. Um, but yeah. yeah,
0: played that. So I was actually thinking, I was I was asking does anybody play play on the 360 because I was kind of thinking of playing some after uh after the podcast is over but maybe I'll just go to bed so but that's all I had
1: all right so that's me I played this week I did play some Diablo three as well and they have some like nice bonus XP going on. Uh, I got my Crusader up a couple more levels. I think I got it up to 67 or 68. So nice. I'm getting pretty close to having my second character at level 70. Um, played some Forza Horizon 2, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Also played some Dead Rising 3. Well, tried to. Uh, got a another friend of mine on my friends list that just got their Xbox One. Wanted to run through that, but was having some delays due to installing. Uh, time, so we'll hopefully be able to play some this week. Uh, but I still ended up running around playing a little bit, <laughs> just slaying zombies. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, I missed this game. Uh, tried some Trials Fusion, because the new DLC came out this week, and I have the season pass for that, so I did a couple of tracks. Uh, played, obviously, Defense Grid 2, which I absolutely love. Um, and I also did play a little Destiny, got roped into that the other night, um, playing some of that. So... Uh, I'm stuck at level 27, I'm like so close to 28, but I just can't seem to man, if I could just get that legendary special weapon, I'll get the achievement and that would probably push me over the edge to 28 but uh I just don't want to grind anymore man, I'm tired of the grind <laughs> so but uh, that's it for me so time for the news do 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 Flash
2: (laughs) is a TV show. This just in,
0: this just in. (laughs) Breaking news. (laughs) There goes my lovely wife.
2: All right, so let's get on with the news. First up, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. It has free cross-generational upgrades for owners of the Digital Edition. Hear that carefully, Digital Edition. Uh, Buy the 360 version and get the Xbox One version free, essentially, as a bonus. Disc owners are out of luck. You got to get the digital edition to take part in this. So I like to get the discs because they're cheaper, usually, (laughs) after a little while. Uh, So those of us that like discs are out of luck. You got to get the digital version. However that however. In addition uh, cross-generational support includes season pass and DLC between the two which is very very cool Mm -hmm. Then uh, Phil Spencer announced that themes and customization are coming to the Xbox One Uh, There's no news specifically when that's going to happen but you can look forward to themes, customization and screenshots uh, coming in the near future Well, I don't know if it's near future, sometime in the future Sunset Overdrive has gone gold. It's now available for pre-order, hence the show title, and (laughs) pre-download. Been there, Uh,
1: done that. Yeah. Uh,
2: Day one (laughs) bonus uh, includes uh, the following. Here's the day one bonus items. Uh, There's nothing but the hits, which is an overcharged version of the high-fidelity gun that launches limited edition, priceless, multicolored vinyls that do increased damage. Then there's something called It's Me, Fizzy. Fizzy is more popular than you because he has a great marketing budget. So why not dress up as him and get some of that fame? Hmm. Interesting. Hardcore Hammer. You ponder buying the day one edition of Sunset Overdrive. A spot check reveals that if you do, you can equip a mighty hammer made from a bat and spiked dumbbells. Hmm. You buy the day one edition of Sunset Overdrive. Additional pre-order bonus items on Xbox Live include the Accords de la Muerte, uh, which uh, they describe as give me a K, give me an I, give me a guitar with melting candles on it, melee weapon that can bash in the skulls of my vilified enemies. Okay. The Hangover. uh, Show how much you like to party with this melee weapon made out of beer cans and an electrified pitchfork. Where do they get this stuff? Mm-hmm. All right, then Sunset Overdrive Season Pass, twenty dollars. I guess uh, that's pretty much most season passes nowadays, twenty or thirty bucks. And then Sunset Overdrive Season Pass gives you two campaign game add-ons uh, that deliver new locations to explore, stories to experience, and bosses to battle. Uh, each of these add-ons also includes new weapons, new amps, a new trap. New character outfits as well as new challenges and chaos squad objectives then the weapons pack game add-on also includes four deadly new weapons to augment your arsenal and then there's a bonus six character outfits two amps and two traps to use uh, as the game is released all right moving on evolve closed big alpha Uh, is coming soon, coming at the end of the month. Uh, It's going to be on Halloween weekend, uh, starts on October 30th and runs through November 2nd. Uh, The pre-order folks are guaranteed a spot in this. The game will be launching in February 10th, 2015. So the game will be launching a little ways after what about three months later? Wait, one, two, yeah, three and a half months later. Uh, Call of Duty, Advanced warfare is available for pre download and all that good stuff. Hey, did you uh, just
1: skip a did you just skip a story?
2: I don't know. What it what was it?
1: Were were you just on Evolve?
2: Yes. Oh yes I did. EA Sports NBA Live Thank fifteen <laughs> is now available for pre order. <laughs> pre download, all that good stuff. It releases on October twenty eighth. Uh now, where was I? Oh, yes. Call of Duty Advanced Warfare is now available for pre-download, pre-order, etc., cetera, etc., et Uh Its release is November 3rd. Trials is, Fusion... Is that
1: is that November 3rd? Because it, it, if you buy that Day Zero edition, you get it a day early. Okay. So is that the day early, or is that the Tuesday release date?
2: Mm, I don't remember. Let's see Oh, look, you the can third continue.
1: Is, oh, okay, the 3rd is Monday, so... The fourth is the real release date, but yeah, the day zero, you get it a day early. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah, buddy. I got it already.
2: Trials Fusion has a new DLC titled Abyss. It's the third DLC pack. It includes 10 new tracks, 24 challenges, 5 achievements, and a bunch of new stuff for your track editor. Then, moving on, Forza Horizon for the 360 will not share DLC with the Xbox One. Studio folks say, we are currently planning to release DLC only for the Xbox One version of Forza Horizon 2, said the Forza uh, community manager, Brian Ekberg. He said, also Forza rewards benefits are only available in the Xbox One version of Forza Horizon 2. This means that the 360 players will not receive Forza reward credits or CARs. Hmm. Then Shadow Warrior uh, is going to be on Xbox One on October 21st. This is an offshoot of the Duke Nukem series. It was originally released back in 1997. Although they say this is not just a simple remake of the 1997 release, but also includes more goodness. So it's not the same. It's the same, but not the same. Or the same, but more. However, you want to look at it. Disney Fantasia Music Evolved is available for pre order and pre download. Release on October 21st. Man, those last couple of weeks are just going to be slamming with stuff. Yeah. Sunset Overdrive. The people that pre order Sunset Overdrive from the Xbox Live Marketplace will earn two additional weapons, which we just mentioned. The Hangover, which is a series of beer cans on a pitchfork, and the... Here we go with this thing again. The Acordes de la Muerte. I like saying that. Muerte. Which uh, is described as a guitar with melting candles on it, melee weapons that can bash in the skulls of your vilified enemies. Additionally, those who play Sunset Overdrive on launch day we'll pick up a costume of the game's foul-mouthed yet adorable mascot fizzy along with two more weapons if you spend 80 dollars for the day one digital deluxe version of overdrive you'll take home all of that other stuff uh, as well as the season pass the season pass normally costs 20 bucks which i believe we covered a little bit ago There's no specific time frame for when the season pass will receive its promised unloadable content, but they will include a handful of additional costumes, two new traps, two new additional amps, which are essentially permanent enhancements that grant your character new abilities. Uh, Stuff like uh, uh, weapon experience pickups and ability to smite enemies with divine fury and sunset overdrive is going to be launching on october 28th which is the same day as uh, nba sports live or nba live 15 uh and then uh dive kick is now available for xbox 1 that is heralded as what the two button fighting game so i guess you can no, this is this is a good game for me cuz i can just mash those two buttons instead of mashing the two buttons and moving the stick and then uh, also Sticks, Master of Shadows, no relation to the band, I guess, uh, is available also for Xbox One. So those were two releases that came out this past week. Uh, Divekick and Sticks, Master of Shadows. And that's it for the news today. Yay!
1: Woo! Yay! Oh, Good job.
0: You think that was you. longer than a minute, but you know,
1: <laughs>
2: it happened. Yes. Yeah. But the news is the news.
1: All right. So for the roundtable, two things here. The first one is I wanted to, I'm going to read an article. I found it rather interesting and uh, some stuff I didn't realize. We've talked about, you know, there's a lot of the controversy about 30 frames versus 60 frames per second and 900p versus 1080p. And, you know, supposedly everybody kind of tends to think the larger the number, the better. But um, that may not be the case. And uh, so there was an article out on uh, TotalXbox.com. This is the official Xbox magazine over website, but I think it's over in the UK because that's where that magazine's out of now. But um, so there's an article about Ubisoft um, basically saying that the games industry is collectively moving away from 60 frames per second. So, let me read this article, and uh, we can discuss what we think. So, running a game at 60 frames a second isn't just a technical chore, according to Assassin's Creed Unity developers, it can actually damage your suspension of disbelief. At Ubisoft, for a long time we wanted to push 60 frames per second, World Level Design Director Nicholas Guerin explained to, to TechRadar recently. I don't think that it was a good idea because you don't gain that much from 60 frames a second, and it doesn't look like the real thing. It's a bit like the Hobbit movie, it looked really weird. And in other games it's the same, like the Ratchet and Clank series where it was dropped. So I think collectively in the video game industry, we're dropping that standard because it's hard to achieve. It's twice as hard as 30 frames per second, and it's not really that great in terms of rendering quality of the picture and the image. The Hobbit, in case you didn't know, was filmed at 48 frames per second, twice the usual rate for a blockbuster movie. That I didn't even realize. That I was surprised at. So blockbuster movies are only filmed at 24 frames a second. Um, I don't know if you guys knew that, but I kind of found that interesting. Um, It's director Peter Jackson has insisted that 48 and 60 frames per second will become the norm in cinema, but not everybody is convinced. As this Hollywood Reporter piece surmises, higher frame rates are expensive and may either go unnoticed or negatively impact the quality of the production, throwing flaws, for example obviously artificial props, into stark relief. In terms of game design, higher frame rates may benefit multiplayer shooters. The smoother the performance, the more closely the action reflects each player's abilities. This also eats up system resources that could be devoted to things like AI or texture resolution. However, and as Unity's creative director Alex Amanico argues, some genres may benefit from running it at at a slower tick. 30 was our goal. It feels more cinematic, he told the site. 60 is really good for shooter action adventure. It's really good for shooter action adventure, not so much. It actually feels better for people when it's at 30 frames a second. That also lets us push the limits of everything to the maximum. It's like when people start asking about resolution is the number of the quality of the pixels that you want? If the game looks gorgeous, who cares about the number? Um, and all of this follows a controversy about parity between versions of Assassin's Creed Unity. It's claimed by fans that the game has been compromised on certain platforms. Ubisoft has confirmed that Unity runs at 30 frames a second and 900p on all consoles but has suggested that this may change before release. So, what do you guys think? I uh, um, The 30 frames a second versus 60 frames a second? Um, do you think it I mean, I was surprised. I didn't. I mean, I was kind of surprised to hear this because I thought, oh, everybody's got to go to 60 frames a second, 1080p. And then when I found out that movies are only going at 24 frames a second, I was kind of surprised at that.
0: Yeah. Well, all that means to me is that the PlayStation is better than every movie. (laughs) Well, there you go. Yes. Nobody in, you know, no PlayStation. Fan and their right mind would watch any movies now because it's not 1080p 60 frames a second. But uh, I never knew that's what the uh, what the um, frame rate of a movie was. I do understand where he was saying that the Hobbit kind of looks weird because it you know it kind of does look funky in some places, like almost like it's fake, faker than normal. I should say.
1: Yeah, it's like. But, uh... You go back to those old old movies, like maybe in the eighties and the early nineties, when green screens yeah. were just coming in, and you could tell when stuff was like when they weren't really in the scene. You it was ob- yeah. it was so obvious, you know. And nowadays, you can't really tell. I mean, it looks like they're really there. So I guess bumping it up starts to bring back some more of that. Yeah, you can tell it's a, a fake background or all computer generated. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm wondering. You know, my one thing is is and it kind of goes like. You know, Ubisoft when they came out and they said that it's going to be you know 30 frames a second 900p on both systems the first thing was is that oh the Xbox can't do it so now the PlayStation people have to suffer and they came out and said no this is just the way we have it you know so this is where this whole uproar is coming about where you know obviously they're here to try to you know Support their decision and what they did. You know that they, they should just come out and say, "Oh, it's the, you know they we couldn't get the Xbox to run that, so we're bringing down the PlayStation." That, that'd be easier just to tell the truth than to keep going over and over and over. But I'm wondering if that is the truth: is it the 360 or not the 360, the Xbox One that is actually holding them, holding them down or having them bring it down, or is it really honestly to to make it look better? So to me, 30 frames. Y- you can tell in shooters. You can tell in racing games. I will say you can tell in racing games as well. 30 frames a second, 60 frames a second. Anything that's super fast-paced. You know, like, you want to probably shoot for that 60 frames a second. Um, but, you know, you know, in sports games and, and shooters and stuff, like, you don't care about the walls. What do the walls look like? You don't care about you know what some of the buildings in the background looks like well in something like assassin's creed you care about what things look like and it's not running fast paced it's not run you don't need to run at 60 frames a second so i kind of understand this now the 720p 900p 1080p why is 900p not good you know we go over this every time we hear this is like you know is that is it really that 180p just like jaw-dropping, like, I have to have it. Be- oh, nine, nine, 900p, oh, that's a, it's a IGN 3.6. Horrible game. It's beneath you me. Know? Yeah, <laughs> yes. I have a PlayStation. I run a 1080p. Or, you know...
1: Well, not all their games do. <laughs> as well, out, but... that's
0: because those developers are just horrible programmers. <laughs> so, no, I mean, it's it's this whole thing... You know,
1: I like I like his statement in that article. If the game looks gorgeous, who cares about the number? And I've had people ask me which is better, and I'm like, well, it depends on your 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 camp. You know, Um, the PlayStation people will say, oh, you got to have 1080p, and our games are better than Xbox One. But you're never gonna notice. You know, it's like all these side by side videos. It's like, okay, if you if you're looking for it and you freeze it. And you're like, oh, yep, his helmet is shinier. Oh, oh, I can see one extra thread in the stitching of that fabric on this one over that. Does it matter when you're going 90 miles an hour shooting at everything and blowing stuff up? I mean, no, it doesn't. You'll never, there's so much, I've never seen anything that's like, wow, I would recognize that. It's always tiny little lighting or shadowing or shading things that you never will notice. So that's why I don't. Think it matters? It's just give us good-looking games. I don't even care about the frames per second or the as long as it's not you know go, yeah, yeah as long as it don't look like a slideshow right. and it runs smooth. Who cares? I I couldn't tell you if something runs at thirty or sixty. You know.
0: Yeah. You go well, back what's...
1: on the PC. I know Rob. There was what was that Fraps. People would yeah. run, and it would tell them their frame, you know, and you could see, like, I remember Battlefield 2, man, at certain times, man, it would start to chop, and you'd see that number just drop. Yeah,
2: you yeah but that's when it would go down to, like, you know, 11 frames per second. Right. If you can keep noticeable. it
1: 30, you'll, you, you're good. It doesn't matter. Oh, eagle
0: eye, Rob, he can tell every difference in 1080 and 900. No,
1: it's You
0: talk about the PC world. Sorry, Rob, Let me, one more thing. and Yeah. You talk about the PC world and stuff. Um, A lot of the games that I play or, you know, the graphics card, I have my settings, you know, I shoot for my shooters. I try to get them over 60 frames a second. So I'll run it. You know, I can run ultra settings on Battlefield and hit like 64 frames a second. But if I knock it down to high, I get 79 frames a second. If I knock it down to medium, I get 110 frames a second. You know, but my monitors only refresh at 60 frames a second. So it doesn't matter if I have 120 frames a second or 1080p or, you know, it doesn't, it's just all limit on hardware and stuff. But you, you get all these people out here, you know, what's some of the biggest PC games out there? or What are some of the biggest Xbox One and Xbox games? You have Minecraft. You know, does it run at 60 frames a second 1080p? would it matter? <laughs> oh, well, obviously it does to everybody. You know, it's like eight um, bit
1: blocks. I mean, I, exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> and then you go and you look at, um, like, say DayZ. I was watching uh, Ola from Battlefield Podcast. Uh, he was playing, uh, playing DayZ, and I'm like, oh boy, those frame rates are, you know, horrendous, and the graphics are horrendous when you think about the game itself. But tons and tons and tons of people play it. And he was getting, you know, anywhere from 60 to 30 to 12 to 17 to 19 frames a second. he's like, yeah, the frames are horrible in this game, but people continue to play it. So, I mean, I just... Just give me a good running game, you know, that looks nice and, you know, I'll play it.
1: Well, I think games like DayZ and Minecraft, um, and I'm sure there's several others out there, prove the point that it's not all about the peas because people will. F- I mean, look at the oh, Microsoft just bought Minecraft for what two billion? Yeah, two yeah. billion dollars. This is not a. That's a. That looks like a Nintendo Nintendo Entertainment System game. I mean, come on. But people love it. It's fun. It, it it doesn't matter if it's a fun game. People are going to play it. You know? Just... it's So, I think people get tied up in all the techno jargon uh, of some of this stuff. But, Rob, you wanted to comment.
2: Yeah, I really don't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> but... It, know, worked,
1: it worked <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I did have one more thing if
0: you're done
2: <laughs> no I'm not done but you can go ahead
0: <laughs> oh, and, uh, Dark, uh, Dark Predator mentioned here about Rise being at 900 at 900p and saying it's the best looking game uh, some of the guys on IGN said that so far the best looking game out on this current generation is Rise they said okay. it's the best looking it's the best looking game
1: it does look and fantastic
0: yeah and it's 900p so it's you know doesn't matter so but sorry go ahead Rob. i'm done
2: you know so we, we touched on a little bit ago where movies are all recorded at uh it's like just under 24 uh frames a second i believe and in america television is just under 30 it's like 29.97 frames per second yep so on a daily basis everything you see on television is less than 30 frames per second just slightly and every movie that you've seen is at 24 that's been good enough for years that's been good enough for everybody's lifetime and here all of a sudden with games more is better and it just comes into the that whole topic that we've I think almost beaten to death by now of the frame rate, the the pixels, and so forth. Bigger doesn't necessarily mean better, but people want big numbers for no other reason than just it's a bigger number. Ten eighty has got to be better than nine hundred because it's a bigger number. But when you think about it in normal products and normal consumer products people don't buy things specific to specs they buy them for other reasons like and I'll, I'll use this example because I, I liked it. <laughs> I liked it last time I used it. It's like you won't go to the store or you won't go into like a fast food place and order a sandwich because it has more sesame seeds on it than another sandwich. <laughs>
1: you know?
2: I mean, <laughs> y- things just don't work that way. You buy it for the experience. You buy it because, you you know, you like the sandwich or you like some part of it. You like it because it's a McRib. Hey, who knows? But this, the same thing. McRib. For- <laughs> for the the games (laughs) this whole thing is just ridiculous especially when the systems are close you know 1080 and 900 is so close 60 frames a second versus 30 frames a second are you really going to notice this okay possibly in a first person shooter maybe okay what is it going to give you is it going to give you Uh, you know, uh, a mind-altering experience or something like that? No. Just when you pan across the screen, it might be a little smoother. But you know what? Chances are you won't even notice because you're too into what's going on. You're too into dodging bullets. You're too into it.
1: You're focused on the guy (laughs) in front of you that you're trying to shoot.
2: Exactly. You're not
1: even looking at everything else around you.
2: (laughs) Because I remember, like, when was it, like a year or two ago when... was it was it borderlands it might have been borderlands where they came out with some kind of patch or something that was going to give like all the fabrics a much better look to it do you remember that like stuff looked a lot better when it was in the you know flapping in the breeze Uh, maybe that was just a computer tomb raider Tomb no. Raider did
1: it. The definitive edition of Tomb Raider, they they upgraded it and it was like her hair flaps in the breeze and it yeah. was all that's that was a huge thing with the Tomb Raider definitive right. edition. Well, so, but it was like I went and of course I bought it, but I yeah. wanted I loved the game and I wanted to play it again on you know have something because exactly. it came out at the beginning of the cycle, so it's like okay I need something to play on my new console exactly. But yeah. did I enjoy that version any more than the 360 version? No. It was the same experience to me. I I could care less. I I didn't notice her hair flapping in the breeze any more than on the 360, where it didn't. I mean, exactly. Because, you know, using
2: Tomb Raider as the example, when you're, let's see, like, uh, Like, there's a couple scenes where she's, like, sliding down the side of a mountain in, like, a mud thing or whatever, and she's trying to dodge fences and trees and stuff like that. Are you going to notice her hair? No. Are you going to notice that the screens maybe doesn't have as much anti-aliasing or, you know, bump mapping or, you know, whatever Hmm. graphics feature? Polygons. Yeah. Are you going to notice that? Absolutely not. I mean... But when you sit there and you want to analyze the actual numbers, you're going to say, okay, yeah, 60 frames per second is is better because of X, Y, and Z. It's much better than 30, or 100 frames a second are better than 60. But like, Brun, you just mentioned, your monitor can't even display it, so who cares? What's the big deal? It's just... You have to have the hardware, and chances are, you know, people are wired in a certain way that you can't even see it, like the retina screens on Apple devices. You have so many pixels in there, the human eye can't even detect them anymore, because there's so many of them, and I think that's like, what, 250 pixels per inch, or something like that. I forget what the exact number is. If you put 800 pixels per inch, is it going to be any better? The eye can't detect it. No. So, but you know, that here does we are look again. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, no denying that. <laughs> but it also, so like with the games, you know, a game might look as good 60 frames a second, Minecraft in particular, I'm sure will look at great at uh, 30 frames a second, and it'll look equally as good at 60 frames a second. And then this stuff is just, I mean, it's just something that I think is, people are just running wild with it just because when you look at the numbers that it seems like a big deal but in reality it's not and i'm not just saying that just because of you know people slamming the xbox and me trying to you know push pump it up a little bit but uh it's this whole thing is yeah this whole thing is moot it's just it's just ridiculous Mm. it's it's literally, this stuff is now a year, almost a year later from when the Xbox and the PS4 launched almost a year later. If this stuff is coming up still, it's purely clickbait online. I believe it just, the real gamers have moved on. (laughs) You know, it's just, they're enjoying their systems. They're enjoying their Xbox ones. They're enjoying their PS4s. They're enjoying their PCs with their crazy graphics cards. And that's what everybody should be doing instead of, Fighting over what's better, right? I'm done. All right,
1: I'm gonna count my sesame, sesame seeds. seeds.
2: Well.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna start counting.
2: No, but I mean, that's that's legit, isn't it? Like, you don't buy something just because of numbers, right? Well, unless one has more. <laughs> I
1: do buy a double cheeseburger to a single cheeseburger. The yes. numbers do count.
2: But <laughs> so what if the single cheeseburger had more meat than a double? Oh. And sometimes double is too much. Like you remember those double McRibs? <laughs>
1: That's it. Ten eighty P is just way too much. I can't I can't whew, can't take it all. <laughs> yeah. It's too many peas. All right. So let's move mm-hmm. on to our last uh round table discussion and uh, let me click my image so I can keep us on track here and it's about our buddy Phil Spencer and um, he if you guys recall there's an ID at Xbox parity clause which Microsoft has in not currently in effect and basically it kind of states that you can't launch uh, like an indie title on another system it has to come out on Xbox one first um, or at the, it same, the time. same time same or time. at the same time so yep so here we here's here's the story. This was a story off of Joystick. Uh, it says the idea of Xbox parity clause that requires any games to launch on Xbox One at the same time as other platforms, unless they have unless they already have an exclusivity deal, um, is meant to make each Xbox One owner feel like a first class citizen, according to Phil Spencer, head of Xbox. Quote, I look at all the people who buy an Xbox, and they invest their time and their money in Xbox One, and as millions of people obviously own Xbox Ones, I want them to feel like they're first class, because they are, Spencer said earlier this week on the Inner Circle, an Xbox-oriented podcast. I don't want somebody to come in and just think I'm going to go do a special game on one platform, and then I'll get to Xbox whenever I get to it, because I don't think that's right, Spencer continued. But I also get that, hey, for some guys, they just can't afford the time to get both done. So we've just entered into conversations with people as they're launching, and I feel pretty good about the plan. Despite the positive sentiment shared, Spencer's statement on the podcast sparked a reaction thread on NeoGAF, which was generally unimpressed. When the thread was brought to his attention via Twitter, Spencer responded, I see the feedback on my stance on the clause. I want to rethink how we approach this. Responses are heard. I... (laughs) So here's my thought on this whole thing. I think I, I his whole thing. I, I love Phil Spencer. Right, this guy has been awesome, and uh, I think he's been great for this platform. I think he's gonna really be great for this platform. But yes. I thought his whole I want him to feel like first class citizens. I was like, what? <laughs> I don't. Mm-hmm. This does not make me feel like a first class citizen. It it's it's like. That's not going to do it, buddy. <laughs> I I think get rid of that and just help bring games to the platform, that's going to make me feel more first class than some parody clause. I, I really thought that was a real cheesy response from him, and I was shocked that he said it because it just doesn't seem. It's like when I read it, I'm like, I don't see him saying that, but, you know, that's what he said. So yeah. what do you guys think of this? Do you like the parody clause? Do you think we should get they, we? <laughs> do you think we, as Microsoft, should get rid of it? Mm-hmm. Um, do you think they should get rid of it?
0: Um. Well, you know, I kind of think of it like this for for a second. Like, say I'm a say I'm a a hamburger shop, okay. And this person comes and says, "I have the world's greatest hamburger, and I want to sell it." here and you're like oh okay and they say but i'm also selling it at your competitor across the street and you're like well okay i i, I want your sandwich you know but all i ask is if you want to sell it in my uh, 30 million stores uh you have to sell it to start selling at the same time here that you sell it at my competitors you know stores you know, that's that's the way I see, you know, that's kind of what we're saying here. So we're not saying, oh, yeah, sure, you can sell at my stores. I don't care when you start selling it, you know, and you go and you watch all the people going through the door, going through the door at your competitor across the street store because he's selling his hamburger over there first. But yet you've given him, you know, say you gave him, uh, like, you know, assets and all this stuff. Because my thing is, is like what they're saying is, you sign up for ID at Xbox, they send you a console, a dev box. Um, they're there to help you through bugs and fixes and things like that. And say, say, say you have an issue with your game, and you call Microsoft, and they help you with the issue, and all of a sudden you apply that fix to your PlayStation version of the game as well. Because say it's something in the core, it doesn't have to do anything between the systems and then you go and you release it on the PS4 so basically Microsoft just helps you release your game on the PS4 you know what I mean
1: but okay but let me flip it back to you this way okay get your Call of Duty first on Xbox okay. that's it yeah. that's all I, that's all I gotta say It. it's like is that fair is it the same thing? Aren't aren't they kind of breaking their parity rule by saying it ha- by making these deals with publishers to come to Xbox first and having those timed exclusives? Um, the next Tomb Raider, we don't know oh. how long that one's going to be, but it's right now you're only going to get the next Tomb Raider on Xbox One at least in 2015. Well,
0: that's, that's Microsoft paying those companies to get that exclusive. But, but my point this is, this is the other way like, around. This is
1: but it's like they're saying it's okay for them to go get stuff to put it on their system first, right. but they're gonna—they're not gonna allow anybody else to dual, you know? Because what if what if they're cross uh, building a game for PS4 and, and Xbox One, and they have problems with the Xbox version? Why should they be held up on their PlayStation launch if it works on the PlayStation?
0: And maybe Microsoft won't hold them up. Maybe they won't hold them up. We don't know that. All they're saying is if you want to be a part of the ID at Xbox, you just have to release your game at the same time as your as the counterpart. Unless you already have an exclusive deal with that other counterpart. So if the other if say PlayStation's paying this company to say you release your game first on here, Microsoft's cool with that. So all these people that, you know, if they want to release it on PlayStation first, maybe they should get all go get exclusive deals with PlayStation you know because i've i've heard that playstation loves indie developers so i'm sure they'll pay <laughs> all the indie developers to get their games first and then they can have their out for coming over and using xbox services i i just see it as people want to you know game developers indie developers they want to build games right and they want to get their game out there to to gamers to play
2: absolutely
0: now they can go and say I'm only going to do it on PlayStation or they can say I'm only going to do it on Xbox the thing is is if they want to do it on both then all they have to do is release it at the same time I don't see what the big, what the big problem is because they're using the services I, I can't see I could see PlayStation I don't know why PlayStation just doesn't ask for the same thing saying hey all we ask is within a day or two you release it on both consoles that's that's all I'm I'm saying. I mean, honestly, I don't know. There may be an indie game here or there that people are just dying to run out and get, but I know that I'm not going to go buy a PlayStation Four for a indie game. True, <laughs> or an Xbox. Just, um, I'll make that clear. I'm not going to buy an Xbox for an indie game. But you know, Grim Fandango. Take Grim Fandango for instance. That is like my favorite game. It's coming out on PlayStation 4. I was really... envied I was just like, oh, what a bummer, you know, that that's happening. And, you know, because PlayStation has paid them to get that exclusivity. Oh, by the way, it's coming out on PC. You know, so it's like, oh, good, I'll buy it on PC. You know, it's like, I'm not going to go buy a PlayStation just to buy Grim Fandango. All right. So it that, that's kind of how I see it. And I, I can kind of see it in their way. It's just like, think about it if... if if the indie or if the developer is using resources and everything um, development boxes and uh, internet and storage and servers and the cloud and they're using all these things to build this game for Microsoft but they're saying well yeah we we know we're using all your services but we'll get to you later that's I think that's what they're trying to prevent from happening and if, if if sony wants to say well we don't have that clause so you guys can you know you guys can release on our platform no matter whenever you want if you're building it for cross-platform so good for them does that mean that the people are going to go release it on playstation first or does that mean they can just sit and wait for playstation you know what i mean i just i don't see where the big deal is i guess
2: i see it as i see it as a business Yeah, something like this, very good point, it's a business. Stuff like this kind of goes on all the time everywhere in lots of different businesses. As an example, you've got a sock uh, company. You make socks. You want your socks sold in Walmart. Well, you're going to go to Walmart. They're going to tell you what colors you're going to make. They're going to tell you probably even like what kind of packaging and labeling you're going to use, they're going to tell you how much they're going to pay for your socks. That's just how it works. You, re- If you want your product in their ecosystem, they call the shots. Hmm. In some degree, Xbox Live is an ecosystem. The idea at Xbox is an ecosystem. If you want your game in Microsoft's ecosystem, they call the shots, not you because you're small they're big you benefit by having your product in their ecosystem and sold so having something like this is it fair there might be some cases where it might not be if a company is struggling they can't get their you know they've got one working the others not they might need to work harder to get them both up to up in sync and both operational but this kind of stuff goes on all the time and I don't think it's unfair for Microsoft to say, hey, release them at the same time. I don't think that's um, being unreasonable. If they said something like, you're going to release it on Xbox first and any other versions, you have to wait six months, you know, six months later, that's being unreasonable. I think that's not cool. However, just to ask you know, if you come out on a Wii, if you come out on whatever, as I, I assume that this parody clause only really includes PlayStation. I doubt it includes mobile or anything like that, right?
0: I have no idea. How, yeah. As far as I always hear, it's it's just between <clears throat> the two. But I mean, the the funny thing is, is it doesn't include like if I go and release mine on PlayStation, and then I decide to port mine to 360, I don't think Microsoft's saying no.
2: It's different, yeah.
0: <laughs> I think it's just if they're Doing. Like we,
2: like we just had that uh, stick it to the man game. I mean, I don't. That really wasn't. I don't think it was a idea at Xbox, but that thing came out on PlayStation. What last year? It's like a year sure. ago almost. Yep. So that obviously didn't apply, but right. if you're going to be using Microsoft resources, like Bren had said, and you want your product in the Microsoft ecosystem, I don't think it's unreasonable to ask same time releases.
0: And, and you know you you have like in the past on the 360 whatever that developer was who, it, they actually he was in a he was in a documentary and I watched it, and I kind of felt bad for the guy, like he, he I forget what game it was it's it's some He's kind the of like braid puzzle guy. huh no, not Braid. is it braid. the braid well maybe maybe Jonathan it is Hull. him okay that's the he, braid he guy, left though.
1: he he won't he's not even developing for any microsoft platform. See, that's yeah. that's kind of yeah. my thought is I've heard of developers that are like they don't like this so they're they're not even going to develop on the Xbox one at all. Sure. So, Great. well they're
2: hurting themselves.
1: Well, are they? But are are is the consumer, are us losing out on potentially really good titles because of the parity clause. That's kind of where I'm looking at it. You know. And and I
0: I understand. I I I agree with you on that. Are we missing out on things? For that, but you know, with the whole Jonathan Blow, like, well, I'm not gonna develop on three sixty anymore because I don't like it, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know what? He can, take his, <laughs> he can take his billion dollar whiny rear end and go over to the PlayStation. And when he makes a good game that I yeah. want to play, <laughs> exactly that causes that makes me want to go spend four hundred dollars for a console. Yeah, right I'll on. go do that. But if he wants to reach out past the 10 million PlayStation 4s to another, you know, 6 or 7 million people who may not have a PlayStation 4 and make another billion dollars, you know, he'll he'll make his decision there. But if he's happy with the money he's making and the company he's with, then
1: he's happy. Right.
0: Who cares? You know, and if I feel like I'm really missing out on his fantastic games, then I'll go over there and, and buy one. And and I'm I'm being honest. Like if he makes a fantastic game if. that I just have to have, then I'll find a way to play it. You know. But as far as this little bickering, to to me, it's just PlayStation paid him to bicker about it. I I I just don't I don't know. And the same thing goes for people that develop for Xbox. If you're not developing for PlayStation for some off the wall reason, you're just costing yourself money. I mean, it's yeah. it's all on you. So. If I had to do it, I would probably. If I developed a game, I'd put it out on as many platforms as possible. If I had to start anywhere, i would start with the PC because typically it'd be more, it'd be free. But if I wanted to do it on Xbox, and Xbox is like, "Hey, are you going to release it on PlayStation?" I said, "Sure, I am." They say we have to do it at the same time. I'd be like,
2: "Okay, you plan for I'll that." I'll do any.
0: I'll do anything I have to do to make money. <laughs> so exactly.
2: I mean, you would yeah. basically begin your development cycle so you have <laughs> excuse me so you have it ready on both platforms simultaneously i mean you'll yeah. you'll shoot for that goal instead of i'm going to dump all my resources into platform x first and then worry about the one after i mean you'll yeah. equally do that yeah
0: working on a mobile app right now we're developing we're releasing on android and ios and windows but we're kind of you know windows is in the back seat But we, you know, we planned it that way. We said these have to be on these two systems because they're the biggest two out there. And we're not going one way and not the other. So, I mean.
2: Like if you were to develop only for iOS, you'll be losing out on the, you know, tens of millions of Android. And if you developed only for Android, you'd be missing off. You'd be missing on all those people with iOS that just buy everything.
0: Right. So, but I, I do understand, like, kind of where marks come from, where ring's come from. Where it's, sure. you know, you know, are we missing out on big games? But we are talking the people that are developing for ID at Xbox, and I'm not writing those games off as not being good games because I know I buy indie games and play them myself. Lots um, of good stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. But you know, I really, really want to have it, you know, before I go buy it. That's a good topic though. I I like I like that. When I like all the people, you know, kind of in a you know, basically saying that Microsoft doesn't like indie developers, when it's just like, well, Microsoft's a company and they're not going to give you crap for free. So, and and I mean if my, if Sony's given all this stuff away for free and not making people sign contracts and stuff like that, then I that just blows my mind that they would do that. I mean, if that's the case, I'll sign up to act like I'm going to develop a game. So maybe, you know, Sony will send me a dev box that I'll just use as a PlayStation 4. So, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't work that way.
2: Yeah, that, that's a very good point that you made, Brun, where these companies do everything for dollar signs. They don't do anything to be nice. They don't do anything to be mean. It's It's about money. It's yeah. about the bottom line. Today and looking forward a year or more. And yep. that's how all of them work. Yep. Very true.
1: All right. Yep. Well said. All right. So moving into our community. Oh, just so you guys know you're both wrong. Uh moving into the community section. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm <sighs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no. Uh, we do have a Facebook group. You can join us uh, and chat with fellow TXL members. Uh, go to Facebookgroup.com forward slash groups forward slash this Xbox Life. Uh, of course, we have email contact at this And we actually did get an email this week um, from uh, Pat Ward 89. He said, Guys, there's a charity for gamers called Extra Life that donates to children's hospitals. It's like a walk or run uh, relay charity where you get sponsors to donate, except the event is a twenty-four hour gaming session. I think TXL as a group could raise a substantial amount of money for this great charity, all while doing what we love to do. I urge you to listen to the most recent episode of a specific podcast in order to learn more, and hopefully, TXL can make a difference in some people's lives. Um, uh, Pat, we have, we obviously I haven't we haven't I haven't spoken to the guys about this. But uh, it's something that comes up every year, and we've just never mm-hmm. done it. Uh, I'm not really sure why. Lately, we I don't have the time to uh, invest in looking into this or promoting it just simply because we're trying to get our technical issues resolved. But um, I don't know. What, do you guys think this is something we want to do? I mean, I'm not against it. It's just, do we have the time and resources to do this? I'm
0: trying to remember when because it's usually usually what happens is we never find out until almost when it's like the week before it's starting.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that happened to us a year or two ago. And it was like, yeah, oh, it already started. It's too late to get in. So
0: yeah, and a lot of a lot of times it's um, you know, big gamers and stuff. They're like, well, I'm already donating to IGN. Or I'm already donating to Giant Bomb, or right. you know, or Penny Arcade, or Bungie, and I mean, it's just. There's a lot of things like that um, I I will say that I really do like the this charity though that he's mentioning because the uh, Children's Miracle network the hospital that I work at is in the Children's Miracle network so um, and I, I actually get to see kind of what some of these charities and where this money goes to and how it's used for the kids and it's it's really really awesome well. So,
1: Good news is it actually starts whenever you want it to. I just found out. Okay. Uh, I'm reading the so they don't site have now, a set so date there's there's time? not a set date, and I guess they've changed that because it always used to be when I heard about it. It was a set time frame that people were doing it. Um, but they said it it's anytime you want. You just set a date and find a time that works uh, with your schedule and start playing. Hmm. Uh, if you can make it, our national game day will begin exactly at 8 a.m. Central Time on Saturday, October 25th. Okay. And ends at 8 a.m. on Sunday, October 26th. So, okay, so they do have a day that um, is coming up that is specifically for that. But uh, we'd have to do another day. I myself can't do that day. Um, yeah, me either. So I already have several of things already scheduled that day. In fact, two of them, I can't even do one because two of them are scheduled at the exact same time. So, <laughs> okay, I'm trying to figure that one out. But uh, we could set this up and do one. Um. Maybe that's something we'll have to take a look at. Yeah. So yep. we could always, I think we can pick your hospital too. So we could always pick the hospital you're at, Bron.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to see. I was actually looking to see. Uh, which hospital? I mean, we we can figure there. it out
2: offline. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So yep. we'll take a look at that, okay. and uh, but it won't be for this next within the next two weeks. But thank you for the email Yep. alright we also moving on we do have a twitter account um, it's twitter.com forward slash this xbox life we also have a voicemail if you want to leave us a voicemail and have your voice in the show go to our website click the microphone on the right hand side to leave us a voicemail and that leaves us into new releases
2: Right on. Okay, so for this week, we have a bunch of stuff for the Xbox 360, uh, starting off with the very scary and creepy and weird and strange The Evil Within. Also, Borderlands, the pre-sequel. is out from Telltale Games. And F1 2014. That's a racing game, just in case you didn't know. Uh, For (laughs) Xbox One, we have The Walking Dead... Uh, entire uh, series of Season 1 coming out for Xbox One. Sleeping Dogs, the definitive edition. Uh, You know, definitive edition of a pretty darn good game that was out on, uh, was one of the free games for the 360 about a year ago. And, again, the creepy, strange, weird, the evil within coming for Xbox One. And, uh, Who knows what else Major Nelson is going to announce (laughs) uh, over the next week. But uh, those are the main titles.
1: Where can one buy those titles there, Rob?
2: That's a very good, very good, very good question. So if you wanted to purchase, I'm looking here, if you wanted to purchase SD cards and video games and tissue paper, you can head on over to uh, thisxboxlife.com forward slash Amazon. Click on the Amazon link over there on the page. It'll take you to Amazon with our affiliate link attached. And then you could get all of your fun stuff and support your favorite podcast. You can buy an well.
1: Xbox One there too, I believe. Yes, you can. In case anybody still doesn't have one. Run. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: Sorry. All I'm right, Nighthawk.
1: Get him, Nighthawk. That's right. working him. So, all right. Tell him how it awesome <laughs> is. Well, that's it. You guys got anything else?
2: No, sir. No.
1: All righty. Well, as always, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate your support uh, and we appreciate your feedback. Let us know how we did this week, and we will talk to you guys next week. I am Mark AK, Wingman 709, taking off.
2: I'm Rob, also known as Prizar. Thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you all next week.
0: And I'm brun BJ, Swick33. Have a good one.